you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. It is uh, Super Bowl night as we're recording this, Buck, but we wanted to get this one in. We were in here doing some work mm-hmm. on some postgame stuff, and instead of waiting for tomorrow to do our pod, we figured let's just knock this thing out tonight while the game is fresh in our minds. Uh, an incredible Super Bowl. It was uh, won by the Kansas City Chiefs all the way down to the very end. Wow. I mean, that's all I can say about this game. Wow. Uh, The NFL delivered, the Super Bowl delivered everything that you wanted. Uh, Coming into this game, uh, we talked about the quarterbacks. We talked about two great teams, two number one seeds battling off. And we had a very competitive game, one that went all the way down to the end. You know, the the funny thing about this is the Philadelphia Eagles will kind of live in regret knowing that for the majority of the game, they controlled the action, but they didn't put the Kansas City Chiefs away. And so it's one of those things that we'll continue to talk about. We'll talk about throughout the offseason, letting a Super Bowl championship maybe slip through your fingers. What did you guys call them? I, I want to, first of all, give 
Kansas City, all the credit in the world. They made the plays that they needed to make in the second half offensively. It was just one touchdown after another. I mean, they were as, as efficient as you can get in the second half uh, specifically, and that's with Mahomes going into the half with it with a bum ankle. But self-inflicted wounds, whatever you know, whatever teams you played on called those. I mean, people have different terms for oh, that. Oh, DBOs. Don't beat ourselves. Don't beat ourselves. There, see, I knew you would have one of those. Um, when you look at this from the Philadelphia Eagles standpoint, man – you're going to feel like if you're an Eagle that you lost this mm-hmm. more than they won it. And again, I say that I don't want to take anything away from Kansas City. They made the plays over there. But when you consider you put the ball on the ground, which was not forced, you know, Jalen's trying to switch hands. Unfortunately, the ball goes on the ground. Boom. That's a touchdown. Punt coverage. You get out of your lanes. You've got your whole team on the right side of the hash. There's not one human being on the other side. Kadarius Tony pops a long return. You blow two coverages on the exact same play mm-hmm. where you cut guys loose. Simple things like and it's one thing you get beat. You're you're in position. Kelsey goes up and gets a ball like what happened on his yes. first touchdown. You say, you know what? He got on a safety. He beat me. But man, they that was some there was some DBOs on there. Yeah, some DBOs. And it's ironic because I, I, I kind of learned that entire uh, DBO principle from Marty Schottenheimer doing my time with the Kansas City Chiefs. He used to stand in front of the room and say, guys, more games are lost than won. And so if you can avoid the self-inflicted errors that lead to losing games, you'll win a ton of games in this league. And he won 200 games in the National Football League. And those, those things are, it's four things that he always would talk about. Turnovers. No turnovers, you have an opportunity to win. No pre-snap or foolish penalties. Yeah. We knew the turnover that the Eagles had, it was led by a pre-snap penalty that put them from third, third, third one, one right? to third and six. Uh, big plays allowed. And talk about big plays allowed. Coverage bust, letting the ball fly over the top of your head. Well, we saw Travis Kelsey get behind the safety for a touchdown, and then we saw two broke, broken coverages that led to scores on back-to-back drives. And then the final thing would be kicking game errors. If you give up a big return in the kicking game, look, you're going to lose the game. And so a 65-yard punt return by Kadarius Tony. you just think about it, in those four areas, the Philadelphia Eagles were – I mean, guilty of infractions in all of those categories. That's why they're going home as losers in a game in which they dominated time possession, number of total plays, had the game really the way that they wanted the game to be played, but couldn't finish it out because of their own mistakes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll look at uh, you know a couple things for the Kansas City Chiefs. The offensive line did you know they played really well. Um, you can look at the at the the field. First of all, that was a major issue in this mm-hmm. game was the slippage. I think when you look at an Eagles team with their pass rush. Their inability to kind of corner. They had no footing. They couldn't corner when they got to the top of the rush. So they couldn't really get home. Really, you look at Kansas City, didn't have much pressure either. I think that field, I think the field impacted the pass rush for both of those teams. Those are the two best pass rushes in the NFL. Neither one of them really got a sniff the whole game. No, I couldn't couldn't get any there. And the field was a was a factor. And you saw Jalen Hurts and a couple other guys change cleats in the middle of the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts changed, I want to say, from first quarter to second quarter. He was yeah. able to put on a longer cleat and didn't have as many issues as some of the other guys. But yeah, it was it was a big factor. And what everyone wants is a fast track, but you don't want a slippery track yeah. because that changes the way that you cut, it changes the way that you move and those things. And so who knows how big of an impact it had on each team. But he certainly had to have it. It was on both. I mean, it was all guys one. falling yeah. and sliding all over the place. It certainly wasn't the best track that the National Football League could put out there. Yeah, again, I think it impacted both teams' pass rush. Um, but I would say with the Kansas City Chiefs, the offensive line held up well in pass protection, and then they were able to get movement in the run game. 6.1 yards per carry on the ground. I mean, that was huge for them. And Andy Reid sticking with it. 27 passes, 26 runs. When they beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles last year, mm-hmm. they ran it down their throats. And the question was, 
okay on the Super Bowl stage. We had talked about it before. Yeah. Like Andy, Andy is going to come out. They're going to run the ball and screen them early, and then once they get off the script, we'll see if Andy stays with that or if he's going to get pass happy. He never really did. They didn't find themselves in a lot of third and long situations in this game. No. So a couple of things. I wonder how the extended halftime helped him in terms of hey, let's reset, let's go back to square one. What can we do? We get the ball coming out of halftime. And, you know, it's dead drop. They ran it right down their throat. Yep. And so he was encouraged to stick with the run. And so the patience was there. And I will say this. Andy Reid certainly is the play caller. He gets a lot of credit for the things that he does in terms of that. But Eric Bieniemy certainly has a hand in the run game, not only as the offensive coordinator, but, look, he's responsible for the running backs. And the job that he did with Isaiah Pacheco, oh, what yeah. he's done with Jerick McKinnon, it certainly showed up. And so their commitment to the running game has to be a direct reflection on the job that he has done behind the scenes as offensive coordinator. So we look at that. Nick Bolton, you know, with the touchdown, also made some other big plays defensively. He was outstanding. Chris Jones was kind of quiet in this game. You know, again, I think the footing had a lot to do with that. He wasn't able to, to, to finish once he got to the top of his rush. Um, I, I want to flip things over to uh, Jalen Hurts and what he did. Over 370 yards of total offense, Buck. Take, take, take into account you had 11 incompletions. You had a Hail Mary in there. You had a handful of throwaways. Then you had a deep ball to Quez Watkins, which was on the dropped. money that was dropped. You had the one that would have been a big completion of Devontae Smith. Where taken he, away. He's trying to pin the ball to his helmet, and that was taken away. Gosh, you throw those two yardage, chunks of yardage on top of that, you're talking about maybe a 400-yard day, not to mention what he did on the ground. You know, that that was a heck of a performance by Jalen Hurts. It was a heck of a performance. And, and look, for Jalen Hurts to have a performance like that on this stage, Certainly checks off a lot of boxes if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Even if you had some questions about what could we do, what could we accomplish with him, you saw in this situation, because a lot of times, like, we talk about quarterbacks. We talked about trucks and trailers. Uh, some people are talking about game managers versus playmaker. Uh, he's more than a game manager. He showed on this stage that he could be a playmaker where you put it all on him. Now, at some point, you're going to have to pay him. you got to figure out what their right value is. But I think after tonight, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you're very encouraged by what he brings as a player who continues to ascend as a playmaker in this league at, at the quarterback spot. Yeah, they have a lot of free agents, a lot of movement, I think, on this team. But there's a, a lot of good pieces there. With the Kansas City Chiefs, this is what's scary. Um, for the rest of the league, when you look at this group of young players that they have off offensively, you think about Pacheco, um, think about the defense with all those young secondary players. Those guys are only going to get better. Mm -hmm. uh, we think about Karloftis as a young player. Bolton's a really young player. I mean, they, they have a good group. This is a new team for them. Patrick Mahomes talked about it after the game. This is kind of a new group. Um, and they're they just said only, only 11 or 12 guys from the previous Super Bowl winner was still on this team. And so, yeah, it's, it is a different group. Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, and Kelsey and Frank Clark, you know, that's probably part of that group that continues to roll forward here. But a lot of the rest of those guys are young and new and going to continue to grow. That offensive line, some key pieces are young. Um, they've got a decision to make at left tackle, see what they're going to do there Brown. with Orlando Brown. But, uh, you know, this is a, you got to feel really good if you're a Kansas City Chiefs. I, I didn't think this is... I thought this was going to be kind of an in-between year. I know they've played this up of nobody believes in us, and I think that's kind of silly, but I do think there was the thought of it's gonna. this is like a new pair of shoes. They're going to take a little while to wear in yeah, the new I, pair of shoes. If that and, and, and I think what they heard was the noise and the excitement of the moves that the other teams made. Yeah. They heard about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos coming over. People were ready to anoint them as a Super Bowl team. You heard about the Las Vegas Raiders getting Devontae Adams. And Khalil Mack with the a, Chargers. Yeah, char so there was a lot of conversation about the division, but then they go and win the division for the seventh straight year. And it's a rare thing when you can win the ring 
while rebuilding with rookies. Yeah. And they were able to do it. And so you think about the number of rookies that played key roles on their defense. Four guys in the secondary, George Karloftis up front, some of the other guys that rotated in. This is a team that now can take that Super Bowl experience as young guys and come back and get better. And I think it goes back to the rebuilding model. As long as you have one of those gold jacket guys at quarterback and you have a high-level coach, you're always in the conversation. And so the Kansas City Chiefs are always going to be in the conversation. As long as number 15 and Andy Reid are there, uh, it's going to be tough to knock them off. So we've talked a little bit about this. I, I try, I'm trying to get into golf, right? I, I've mm-hmm. never really done it. I've got a pair of clubs. Oh, got a pair of clubs. A set of clubs, and I'm terrible. But I, I'm, I'm getting a little incrementally better. But I, I'm curious, curious about the sport, right? And I'm watching Mahomes, and I'm thinking, this must be what it would have been like to be on a PGA Tour and you got the guy that just bombs the ball off the tee. And like all the guys are like, yeah, that's great, but he made a short game. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden he comes back over a summer and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> you got a short, short game. game now. Like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes now has proven I can I can beat you off the tee. And now I'm, you know, pitch and putt, no, no problems whatsoever. He will take what they give you. This was a display in patience from him in this game. And so that's the thing, because people look at the numbers, and he only had 182 yards, but the efficiency, 22 for 27, three passing touchdowns, 44 rushing yards. And so at a time, two years ago, where we saw people, we remember, we used to call on some of those old broadcasts, hey, man, they're parking the safeties in the parking lot. They're taking the deep ball away. Part of the fascination with Vic Fangio's defense was how he played and how they wanted to take away the deep ball. Well, now he's seen it. Now he just dinks and dunks, gets the ball out, lets his playmakers do the work, and they are on schedule because he takes the checkdowns. Well, now he's mastered that and he's won. He's also won when you remove an A-level playmaker in Tyreek Hill. So how scary is he going to be now if they ever find some more replacements that have the juice like a Tyreek Hill? I think it's the best of both worlds. He has the ability to play a bunch of different styles. And as he continues to evolve and and continue to kind of solidify himself as an all-timer, man, the team around him will grow up and they will play at a higher level as well. All right. The call at the end of the game. Um, We got to talk about that real quick here. So that was – Something that happened when it happened, I think both of us watching it saying, okay, maybe letter of the law, yes. In that moment, just swallow the whistle and let these guys decide it out on the field. And then after the game, James Bradbury comes out and confesses to the crime. He's like, oh, yeah, I did. I did hold him. I was hoping they wouldn't call it. So that kind of takes a lot of the wind out of the sails for those that want to complain about the way that game ended. I thought it was going to, and it probably still is going to be a big talking point, but he took a lot of air out of that balloon when he said what he said after the game. Yeah, and I give him credit because he was trying to be accountable for, for yeah. the thing. And he, he did grab and hold. And I think what we're suggesting, what we're contending is, at that moment, you want the players to decide the game. You don't want the officials to kind of inject themselves. Into Such the game a great game. Yeah, I think it's just, game. we think of it as a fan, right? You put your fan hat on, and you're like, man, I feel like were we robbed of an ending, which we had an unbelievable because, game, and it was just a letdown. Just like, really, this is we, how it's going to end? We love to see our heroes validate them. Yeah. What we wanted to see was Pat Mahomes kind of stamp that thing in with a game-winning drive where you see him make a, a critical play in a key moment. That's a signature moment. Yeah. And it robbed us of that. And so it's, look, I appreciate James Bradbury amend to maybe tugging on the jersey and those things. But in those moments, you want to see guys make plays. And I would rather the reference. Two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, Logan Wilson got Logan Wilson got a little tick-tack. Um, 
And, you know, they, they don't talk about that because ultimately when the confetti falls and... Yeah, they like, talk about it for 24 hours, yeah. but no, nobody remembers that Logan Wilson play other than me and you talking about it right now. Yeah, that's it, because the ring still goes to the... They still team. have the banner right across the street. <laughs> the banners yeah. across the street, all that other stuff. But, yeah, um, you don't like to see games decided by referees making a call or, or those things like... And the playoffs, man. I want to see my guys play. Yep, but again... What do you do? When when James Bradbury was the one who was accused and he confessed to the crime? Yes, I did it. Yep. Yes, I did it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. No, 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 no. Yeah. There, there would be well, a there'd be a 15-minute episode of Law and Order. Like yes. we wouldn't even get to the end. Yeah, that's like, it. Like, like, like we wouldn't even get to the end. This is a short. <laughs> it's a, a law and order short. <laughs> I mean, it would be a quick one. Um, all right. I wanna I wanna take a quick break and come back and talk about what this means in the future of these two conferences in terms of Are these the two favorites going into next year? We've got free agency draft. These teams are going to change. But as we look at it right now, would it be smart to construct your team in either one of these conferences to beat these two teams? We'll discuss that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. 
Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, Buck, so we look at these teams, and let's go fast forward here into the future. If you're a team in the AFC, this is what now? Patrick Mahomes has been in, uh, what, three of these Super Bowls now? He's won two out of three. He's won two in the last four years. Kansas City Chiefs team, you mentioned it earlier, has won, what, seven division titles in a row. I mean, I think if you're in the AFC and your goal is to hoist the Lombardi, you better be building your team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you have to. And we talk about it in division. You want to certainly build your team to win the division. But now you have to know, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be there. Unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills might have missed their window when you think about three years that they've had to kind of put the team in over the top in the Super Bowl. They haven't been able to do it. Uh, you look at some of the other teams in the landscape. Yeah, you have to be chasing the Kansas City Chiefs because this is a team that's been to, what, five straight AFC championship yeah. games. Uh, they've been to, what, what is it, four? Three, three Super Bowls? I mean, they have kind of done it the way that you want to do it when you have like that dynastic yep. talk. And so with this team winning, I would say maybe a year both ahead of the schedule, yeah, you have to make sure that you have a team that How do you do it? With them. You know, DJ, this this is crazy, right? Because you like to think that the Philadelphia Eagles had the perfect team to be able to do it. You yep. like to think that the Philadelphia Eagles coming in with 70 sacks on the season. Control the ball. Being able to control the ball, being able to get rush four and cover with seven. They couldn't do it. And so now you're thinking of the strategies that you have in Patrick Mahomes because, remember, he's had another season of seeing how people play this style, and he has learned how to navigate around it. It's going to be very difficult. I think one thing you got to have, we know that you have to have pass rush. You need to have two, maybe three, one inside, two outside, to be able to rush the pocket. Uh, You need to be able to have guys that can cover. The thing that I'm saying, the difference maker, is you need to find that special athlete that can cover Travis Kelsey. Give you a chance, at least. I mean, because the thing with Travis Kelsey is he's listed as a tight end, but they move him all over the place. They put him out wide, and so you have to have someone who has the skill to kind of navigate and deal in the deep water. Can he play outside? Can he come inside when he's in line? Can he run across the field when he's tracking him, when he's in motion, and do all those things that he requires you to do? Yeah, it takes a special player to take care of him. And then you can have the guys, the other guys, because I don't think the other guys scare you as much, but it's been Travis Kelsey, it's been Pat Mahomes, and it's been that offensive line. 
you have to make sure from a defense standpoint you have guys to do that, and then you have to be able to employ a keep-away strategy like the Eagles did because I felt like the Eagles played it according to script, kept the ball away from them, but they couldn't finish. At some point, you still got to be able to put up enough points on the board to create a little space and separation from the Kansas City Chiefs team. When we talk about big games and when teams are evenly matched, and these two teams are very evenly matched, it's those margins, right? It, it, that's where the game is won. And if you look at it, you could say, okay, look at you know the, the numbers that they ended up putting up in this game. Um, 38 points, right, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take off seven for the defensive touchdown to Bolton. Let's take off another seven for the punt return that gave him the ball at the five-yard line going in. That's 14 points. You can't give them anything, much less 14 points in this game to, to add on to what you got to deal with the offense. You take those 14 points. I used to always talk about Gus Bradley when he was with the Chargers. His, he told me flat out, our stated goal when we play against the Kansas City Chiefs, seven points a quarter. That's our goal. That means you go into a game saying 28 points. That's a lot of points, but that's the goal. It's like, man, if we hold them to 28 points, our offense has got to find a way to get 29. That, that's what our goal is. Uh, and, and it has to be that because you, you're dealing with so many things. And even that version of the, the, the Chiefs that Gus Bradley was talking about was the version with Tyreek Hill taking the top off. Yes. He's a dynamic player. This one is a lesser version when it comes to explosiveness, but maybe a better version when it comes to the efficiency because – 21 to 27, he is dinking and dunking. He's taking the underneath stuff. They're moving the chains, and you're hoping to play great red zone defense. I think that's also the key to it. The reason we talk about from a personnel standpoint, they're going to get their yards. Yeah. To think that you're going to slow them down and prevent them from moving between the 20s, that's not going to happen. Your red zone defense has to be flawless. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about the red zone, look at what we saw in the red zone. We saw Travis Kelsey get his. We saw uh, Kadarius Toney and Scott Moore scoring whip routes. Yeah, I mean, you have to be great. And so you almost have to commit more time and energy to the red zone, to this team than any other team. And so you better make sure that your playbook in the red zone is great, but also the personnel allows you to match up with them in the red zone. So I, I think that the Eagles roster, how they construct it, is, is how you play this team. You just can't have a defensive touchdown allowed and you can't allow a punt. You know, it's just, it is what it is. You can't have those boo-boos in the other areas of your game. Everything else they did pretty much to script. They put up a bunch of points. Um, you know, they controlled the clock. They ran the ball. They, you know, they, even though they didn't get home in terms of sacks, that the way the team was built to be able to get some pressure on him, that's how you have to build it. You just can't screw up everywhere else. It's a tightrope, man, to, to walk in order to beat this team. But, and they create, that's what you have to do. They create so much pressure on you with their offense. Their offense is their best defense because you know going into it, they make you play out of character. Nick Sirianni had to be very aggressive on offense, going for it on fourth down, uh, the way that he used third down, almost like second down. Like, hey, this is just another play. We're just trying to get it close to fourth and short. And they did all those things. I mean, he did everything that you wanted. They played the game according to the script that you want to play it, and they still came up short. I think the frustration comes from that. And the confidence of the Kansas City Chiefs, it only grows. Yeah. When you win a game like they won a Super Bowl like that where the other team maybe outplayed them in terms of the style of play, the, the way they wanted to control it from beginning to end, when you win those kinds of games, well, now you, you, you think you can't be beat. And for the quarterback and for Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, look, they, they cracked the code. They know how to win. Mm -hmm. And so to think about knocking them off next year, Man, it's going to be tough because I just can't see them becoming a complacent once once they've the learned. Quarterbacks how to win. getting better. Yeah, he's still getting better. That's what I don't. Can you say a guy who's won multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowls has not entered his prime? Like I feel like that 
He hasn't though because like, he's been in his game, prime yet. This the, is the insane. Game, the game is just now beginning to really slow down for him. Where look, he he's playing chess instead of checkers. He's beginning to understand how to manipulate the defense in a few different ways, and so it is very. Dude was out there with one leg too, which is insane. It's daunting to think about what he could be. But a that fully but, healthy Pat Mahomes who also has that option because that's been the other option we've seen in the past where. Fully healthy Pat Mahomes. Oh, okay, you drop it in. Okay, I'll run. I'll slowly accumulate. He got 44 yards. He easily, on a healthy leg, could have had 70 yards. And so that's the scary part. Answer me this question, and maybe Nabil can cross-check me on this. I I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes have played a road playoff game. No, I think they've always secured, like, one of those top seeds. They've been at home. So you got, you got to play one. I don't, I don't know if you get a buy. You get a buy. So that's one. what's one game you don't have to play? And you play at home and you're, you win and I'm, two I'm games thinking, during the Super Bowl. They haven't been the they haven't been the number one seed every year, have they? Have they been no the Tennessee one? was the number one seed last year, but they still ended up they the number two off. seed and then they got, they got locked off. off, so they didn't have to go anywhere. And so they haven't and, had to travel. So that's the other thing too, is like, man, you better you know, they've Andy Reid, you know how it is. I was with him in Philadelphia. He hits in camp. Like they get they don't do this ease into the season business. He doesn't give away NFL games. No, because it ends up coming back to bite you in the end. And so here they are sitting at what well, they were sixteen and three. They had the number one seed. Uh, they 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 found a it's way huge. to the top. They play they play that game at Cincinnati instead of in in uh, at, at Arrowhead. Maybe that's different. maybe that's a different game, different, different environment. But they have mastered that. And when the league went to the new format, seven teams, only one team getting the bye. Huge. They understand the importance of being the number one seed, and so. That's what they do. They go for it. They'll go for it again next year. They'll talk about being the number one seed and how important it is because they have evidence yeah. that when they play at home, they're going. I, I mean, that's what it is. It's about getting home field. And then when you got the best quarterback, man, it just helps helps you in so many different areas. So flip it over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, keep in mind, I was thinking about this, right? So by the time you're listening to this, this news might already be out. But the report on uh, the morning shows was that both coordinators for the Eagles are favorites to get head coaching jobs. Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon is going to be talking with Arizona on Monday and the thought process that he's the leading candidate there. And then Shane Steichen, it sounds like it's pretty much a done deal to the Indianapolis Colts. So you're going to have both coordinators to replace. You're going to have a, a, a list of free agents. Now they do have a, a couple draft picks, including a high one that they got from the Saints. But isn't it ironic here the Chiefs go on this run? They're not losing either one of their coordinators. No, it, it, it's funny. and Unless unless Biennemi decides he wants to go somewhere where he gets full credit for calling the plays. And I know his name's been mentioned for some of these teams, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, but even that, like... But I mean, Andy still, is still there. He, he's still there, but at some point you have to look around. Man, it's a lot of fun to win a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a historic run that the Kansas City Chiefs are on. And, man, you, are you going to step away from that? I won't name the teams, but and I know the money's is different, but... Being the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs and winning the Super Bowl every every other year, being in the hunt every year, is that is that a better job than being the head coach at some of these other teams? I mean, you, you do wonder. I mean, you, people say, ah, oh, the money. I don't know. Vic Fangio just got four and a half a year to be a DC. He he did. He did. And God bless him. I mean, and 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 so you do have to to consider that. But yeah, it is it is unusual and rare that teams have not rated the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Matt Nagy was. Well, Kafka's getting he's close. He he left and went to the Giants. I think he's probably a year away. Yeah. And he'll get one. You know, and, and, and so what what it looks like. None of their defensive guys have gone spags is Mahomes is Nabil just texted me. Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. So we were right on that one. Wow. Like think about that. Like that's that's the key. Like why 
Never have to leave the confines of Arrowhead. <laughs> That's I mean. huge, man. But so anyways, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they're losing those guys, when you look around the landscape of the NFC, Tom Brady's done. He's retired. So I think you can cross Tampa off the list as a team who recently won a Super Bowl in terms of being a big-time contender. Um, I mean, the 49ers, you know, we'll see what happens with the surgery with Brock Purdy. We don't know exactly what's what the deal is there. Um you know, let's see. You you look at the AFC North, Baltimore. Well, I mean, Burrow, or sorry, that's uh, AFC NFC North. You're looking at Green Bay. We don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers. You've got the they, Minnesota. They still they still are. I would say the class. I think it's the Eagles of, right? of the NFC. I think the closest challenger would be the San Francisco 49ers, regardless of their quarterback, just because of style of play. But at some point, that window also is going to ship with all their their players, and you know, Bose is about to come up for his big deal and how does that change the way that you pay everybody? You lose D'Amico Ryan, so now you have Steve Wilkes coming in. Does he tweak and change the way their defense plays? Yeah, there are a lot of things. The stability and the consistency. The one thing about the Eagles, though, they have a war chest of picks Yep, where they can continue to add strength on strength to their defensive front. And it's, and it, it's this whole flywheel, right? They not only have all these picks, but they have all these free agents, and they already have players waiting, young players waiting in the wings. So the veteran players are going to leave. They're going to get comp picks. They're going to get more picks. And you watch how he's going to trade back with one of these picks, and they're going to get more picks in the next year. So they're going to keep the, the young player cycle flowing, but they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts uh, pretty soon too, and that's going to change their calculus of how they build out the rest of their roster. Yeah, it certainly will change their calculus. I, you know, the, the funny thing will, will, will be now that we're at the end of the season, now we've seen the full season from Jalen Hurts. Where do we slot him in in the quarterback landscape in the in the NFC? You know, what I'm on that scale, like, on that stage, like, man, like, three hundred seventy plus total yards. I mean, where do we slot him in when you think about the quarterbacks that return in the NFC? Well, he has to be like one or two, two or three. Like he, he has to be. Who are you taking there. over him in the NFC right like, now? Like, like who, who is who is better than Jalen Hurst in the NFC? Like people are talking about Aaron Rodgers, but man, he's de- definitely on. Last, look, look at the last times we've seen both those guys, and and I would say that the roster that Aaron's played with the last couple of years in the postseason offensively is as, as good as the offense that that Jalen's played with. When you had Devontae Adams there and Aaron Jones and all the other different pieces that they've had with a pretty good offensive line and was terrible on yeah. in, in, in I mean, the playoff game. They barely score points, and Jalen Hurts goes out there and just lighten people up on the ground and through the year. So I think he's the class of the NFC right now. If you're forecasting this forward, I don't know who you're taking over him. I mean – I mean, we talk about a, a draft of just NFC quarterbacks. Who I, I don't know who goes before him. I really don't. Like, who who do you take? Like, Tom Brady's out of the equation. Who do you take before him? And so if you got the best quarterback in the conference, it gives you a chance to go right back in. You say they have the best quarterback and the best overall roster. Yeah. Who knocks them off? Then you then you need to build your team to beat the Philadelphia Eagles if you're in the NFC. There you go. That's bananas. By the way, uh, it's officially draft season now. We've said this a couple times, but oh, this is so like official, fun. official. No yeah. more games. Um, we are going to be jumping in on the pod, talking a lot about players. You've got your top five that's going to be coming out soon. I'm going to have an update on the top 50 coming out uh, before long. Top five is coming out this week. By the end of the week, should Perfect. have my new top five list. Uh, we're two weeks away. We're two weeks away, three weeks away from the combine. Combine's at the end of the month, February. But, I mean, you blink. DJ, we're there. I, I go away next week. I go to New Orleans. I mean, HBCU Bowl, HBCU Legacy nice. Bowl to see the uh, Black College All-Stars. And then I come literally right back, boop, right back on the plane. And we're in Indy. I know. Man. And it is on different format, different schedule. 
all these other things. Nabil, topic for uh, next podcast, we'll do uh, running backs. M- Bucky and I were just talking about running backs. Mm-hmm. We've both uh, looked at those guys. So we'll do draftable running backs on the next pod. Um, take the day off tomorrow, Nabil. You don't need to come in. We did a little late night tonight. <laughs> come on. Are you going to steal this hat? Are you going to steal this uh, Chiefs championship hat, Nabil? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm taking that. That I got that one. I got that one. That was you want the Eagles one, one. Nabil. I, I have a Mahomes signed jersey, so we're we're good. Wow. Well, well, you can't even claim him. You're Aaron Rodgers' do boy. That's 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 your guy. You have him forever and ever. He's your guy. They're never trading him. You got to live with that number twelve jersey that you sleep with at night. It's Jordan Love season. Let's go. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. You, t- you turn on your dude just like that. Nice. No, I mean down the line. <laughs> yeah, I think down the line might be down the next fifteen minutes. Hey, Nabil. True story. If I told you I would give you uh, Packers season tickets, but you have to go on a four-day darkness retreat, would you do it? If I lived in Green Bay, I would do it. You would? Mm. Four days with nothing but darkness? (laughs) Nothing but darkness. It's pretty tough. That's what you You, do. You need need four days in the dark to decide whether you're going to come back and play for the Packers. You need four whole days in the dark. First of all, do you realize you could not see your hair in a mirror for four days? There's no way you would survive. No chance. Can I take somebody with me? No. It's a solo (laughs) mission. No, it's it's a solo mission so you can find yourself. Yeah. No. Um... All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Hope you guys have enjoyed a little uh, nighttime edition. I got a long drive, dude. I know, man. I'm, I'm worried about you. Just make sure we, if we get you out soon enough, you may be able to get a Starbucks. I'm going to get a little Starbucks. coffee downstairs. Oh, my God. Cheap, cheap guy. God, it's free. All right, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate <laughs> you guys hanging with us. Uh, we'll catch you next time as we jump into the NFL draft. The combine's right around the corner. Uh, we're going to be your place to be here on Move the Six. By the way, we're, we're going towards 1,000 episodes pretty soon, Nabil. I was looking that up the other day. We better, uh, have, we mean, better have an ice cream cake or something. Cake and all kinds of other things. 1,000 episodes is a big deal. Um, we'll keep an eye on that for you. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there.